0: Hello, and welcome back to the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast with David Nickturn on the Be Here Now Network. My name is Michael Kammers, your host and David's sometimes podcast sidekick. Uh, Big news today for this episode, it's our first episode on YouTube. So if you are listening to us on a streaming service, you can't see my big smile right now. But that also means if you would like to see these episodes on video, you can head over to the Be Here and Now Network's uh, channel on the YouTubes and check it out, you know? You can really visually take in the, um, the flow of energy and chemistry between student and teacher. So that also means I need to do these uh, intros in, in one take, and I usually improvise them a bunch. So we're going to keep it short. Welcome to uh, What the Heck is Mindfulness? Part 1 with David and Michael. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast with David Nickterm. I'm the host and David's sidekick, Michael Kammers. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, I'd like to add to that.
1: Um, we're understanding that there are folks out there who are enjoying listening to this these conversations, so... Um, if you want to let us know any topics that you'd be interested in, um, you could just, um, how would they let us know, Mike? Is there a way they can let us know?
0: Well, there may be several ways. Now we're recording video for the first time on this one. So this may be up on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can post in the comments. Um, also, uh, you could send a message to Dharma moon official on Instagram. Or um, would it be appropriate to share my Instagram, David? Yeah. yeah or, or, uh, what about your email address? I would do my Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Which is mk4president, M-K-F-O-R-P-R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T on Instagram. So I know what everybody out there is thinking right now. For president of what? That's something I myself am cont- contemplating.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, let's contemplate that for a minute before we get into our topic. So you said it, MK for president, but president of what? First on, best on. The present moment.
0: President
1: of the present moment.
0: <laughs> Do you think the present moment needs a president? No, I was kind of thinking something I heard you say about uh, sort of the universal monarch teachings of sort of um, manifesting authentic presence in the moment
1: yeah which makes you sort of um, holding a particular seat of um, confidence of, of of openness of compassion, wisdom, all that joins with the present moment. That's a big teaching, actually. Thank you for sharing that, Michael.
0: Well, that's what I'm running for. If there's a campaign <laughs> that I currently have, that's yeah. my campaign.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, so in a way, everybody could take that seat and then we'd have a, a, whole, a whole slew of, of presidents. We'd have co-presidents in a way. That would be nice. That'd be good. Everybody could just be themselves. How about that for a starting point? Actually comfortable with being themselves. How do you feel about that? If you couldn't get to be president, it's okay for you to just be yourself?
0: And well, I mean, in this way, there's no difference, really, right? And, oh. and that sort of speaks to uh, the path to uh, sort of manifest that, right? A bravery of being a brave one. And it takes bravery to be yourself and accept yourself.
1: Yeah, it's so um, powerful, this world that we're living in right now. Um, it's a little bit heightened, I think, for many people, the intensity of uh, trying to find your right place in relationship to the energies that are going on right now, and uh, it of course triggers a lot of survival energies in all of us, and um, therefore underlying panic. Um, therefore, the amygdala, if you want to go into the brain stem, uh, is very active, just like our some of our you know people living in the animal kingdom, running around all day trying not to become food. Um, And at the same time, we have resources that uh, I feel are key, and this is why we're doing Dharma Moon and why we're doing all this right now, is to offer resources based largely on the principle of mindfulness, which is a big topic these days. A lot of people are using that word. So I'm, I'm wondering if part of today's talk could be us just talking about what the heck is mindfulness.
0: Well, well, David. What the heck is mindfulness?
1: (laughs) Um, Mindfulness is um, in popular usage. So you have to sometimes look at the classical derivation of something and then how is it being used in in, in popular uh, culture? So let's start with how people understand it and how it's being presented in, in the West now, as we're talking about this tradition and the most common Definition I've heard is placing the attention in in an intentional way on a specific object to develop focus and becoming aware in a non-judgmental way of whatever arises in that space. So it has the two, as we talk about it at Dharma Moon, it has the two qualities of focus, developing kind of focused uh, attention. And then clarity of the space around that. And as you know, Michael, we, we've gone back to the traditional uh, definitions, which are the shamatha, which is the focusing of the mind, and vipassana, these are Sanskrit words, which is the awareness or the insight in the space around that focus, uh, the atmosphere. But neither of those is actually a definition of the traditional word mindfulness. Isn't that interesting?
0: That is very Interesting.
1: So I know you've been doing your research and you've discovered that mindfulness, um, the, probably the closest word to it in, in Sanskrit is smirti, which is one of those great Sanskrit words that doesn't have as many vowels as you think it should. <laughs> <laughs> like the vowel police came and like arrested two of the vowels. So it's S-M-R-I-T-I is how I've seen it um, spelled. And as you mentioned in our pre-conversation, it means recollection. That's the best, uh, like recalling something. So um, that's very interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And there's a little sort of space between those, the way we're popularly popularly defining it and uh, to to recollect, right? Like we don't call it recollectfulness. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say.
1: Well, and it's what you're recollecting is not exactly thoughts and memories. You're, electing, you're recollecting, we're having trouble even saying that, the actual quality of present awareness is being what's recollected. You're remembering what it feels like to be present. I mean, I think that's a fair way that you could bring the two, uh, the, two, the two definitions together and just say, we're recollecting what it feels like to be present. That's what mindfulness is. We're remembering what it feels like to be present. Uh, I think we just came up with something there. Now, how do you do that? Um, It seems to be necessary, and this is where the tradition of what's called satipatana, or preparation of the ground of mindful attention, is to begin to very deliberately place the attention in a specific way, a narrow focus on one experience, such as the breath going in and out of the body. That's like a preparation for mindfulness. That's not really mindfulness itself. I think, is that fair to say? What do you think?
0: Yeah, because in my sort of uh, journeys through like the literature about mindfulness, right? Like we're talking about right now, shamatha, right? And shamatha vipassana. And we're saying shamatha is that placement of attention, right? In practice on an object of meditation. And that is often translated as tranquility or peace,
1: or sure. calm abiding, yeah, that's another one. So anybody, look out there, you know, all you folks out there who are listening to this, this could get confusing for you, for all of us. So the question is, what the heck is mindfulness? The heck is an important part of the uh, of the question there, because it's saying you could have a variety of understandings and c- confusion about what even we're talking about but what good is it? What do you do with this? And what's the point? So that jumps over the the hedge. Um, And now you're into the territory in which this is being something that's presented as something good for you to actually do uh, whether you understand it or not, (laughs) you know, and there's a lot of things we do that we don't have full clarity or understanding about. And we're sort of, there's a little bit of about feeling our way into, into the space. And I think this is one of those. I think people enter mindfulness practice and they think they have a very clear idea about it. But the most apparent thing is you're sitting still. That's revolutionary in itself. We're never sitting still and upright. Uh, You're not engaging external paraphernalia and and stimuli. Uh, That's revolutionary in itself. And you are gently, kindly, curiously drawing your attention towards the simple experience of being present. And in that regard this is a very advanced practice. You know there there are no advanced practices in Buddhism that go beyond that actually. If you if you really want to jump jump the shark here the art of placing our attention and being present with whatever arises is the full experience of buddhahood.
0: But we also say that if you just do pure shamatha, that you could end up in a trance state.
1: So, yeah. So the highway, the highway to Buddhahood, (laughs) so many off ramps, (laughs) you know, uh, making it too solid. One off ramp emptiness. I'm into emptiness, you know, big, big off ramp, Um, you know, choosing any one of the methods or techniques as a kind of solution In itself, just like what you said, if you choose focus and concentration as as the um, as the experience that you're cultivating, that can become a a self-terminating method because what happens is you become more and more focused, more and more trance-like. Breath, 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 and the next thing you know, you know. Your your uh, soup is burning on the stove. Uh, people have been knocking at your door for six hours. You know, you, you're late for six meetings and nothing. So that cannot be the final, final answer there is to just pay attention to the breath. That would be clearly not the path to
0: Buddhahood. <laughs> and for those of us who are householders, lay people... Right? Like, um, the the placement of attention and focus are important, but you know, we're not meditating to become good meditators is often a turn of phrase that you hear, right? Mm-hmm. And for me personally, that's why our we do an open awareness mode of mindfulness, but whether or not you're practicing with your eyes open or closed, um, the awareness and sort of cultivating that sense of awareness, non-biased awareness, and bringing that into our experience in the world is, uh, is a powerful practice that is enriching not only for yourself, but everyone you come into contact with, I believe.
1: Well, well said. And, and also that uh, leads back to the notion of um, recollection. In other words, that is seems to be a spontaneous thing that happens during the day as you recollect, <clears throat> you touch in on something interrupts the, you know, your tremendous agenda and your tremendous uh, focus on, on, on what is supposed to be happening. And you look up and you see a, a little sparrow on, on the window or this morning I heard a woodpecker trying to get into my house or probably trying to get into the outer part of the house to eat the worms that are in the wood. Uh, Total agenda there with the woodpecker, but the woodpecker's agenda woke me up and made me recollect the fact that I'm actually sitting on my couch um, and maybe even trying to meditate. The woodpecker is the guru at that point because the woodpecker is telling you, actually, you're not really meditating. You're just pretending to meditate. But when I, when I peck into the wood of this house, you're actually meditating because you're recollecting the quality of present awareness.
0: I feel, I feel like that might be a bow on the, on the discussion. What do you think? All right. Well,
1: let's, yeah, let's, let's pause there. And then I think, look, this is the kind of thing we could have a sequel to it because what the heck is mindfulness? This is part one, but we're, we shouldn't just jump into a practice naively and think um, that we don't have to do our part of the work to even flesh out what it is that we're doing uh, how how we go about it uh, how to go about it further so let's just call this what the heck is mindfulness part one and then we'll we'll agree to come back at another time for part two
0: yeah and I think you know you Previously in this conversation, you mentioned we do things all the time and we don't necessarily know the process, right? But we can have an experience and know the outcome, right? So if you're doing mindfulness and you have instruction and you're getting started, it's okay to feel your way into the practice. But you may want to develop the view to deepen your understanding of the practice and your relationship with it, right? Which is part of what we're offering here in this discussion.
1: Well, and in what the heck is mindfulness? Part two, we can talk about what happens as you practice mindfulness, what actually occurs to people, and how does that all fit together. So, experiences like boredom, frustration, elation, you know, sleepiness like it's worth uh, checking in a little more of the details in What the Heck is Mindfulness Part Two, which is coming soon to the um, creativity, spirituality, and making a buck, David's View with Michael Cameras and David Nickturn
0: podcast. Thank you, David, and thank you, everyone. There you have it, folks. Another episode of David's View with David and I in discussion, talking about mindfulness and the Dharma. I'm using my mellow announcer's voice this evening. It's about 12.30 a.m. on a Friday, and it's been a long day. And I personally am very grateful for this practice that has been handed down to us from person to person for generations. It's a great tool to be present and in relationship with people and to meet the energies of existence as they arise with a sense of stability and wholeness. As always, we hope that this conversation helped clarify the view of this practice to you and can be of some benefit And if you like this podcast and you would like to support it, we encourage you to head over to beherenow.com slash David, where you can find out more information and hear more podcasts. Feel free to give us a share on social media and or give us a five-star review on your favorite streaming platform for the podcast. If you're interested in studying with David and joining us in community at Dharma Moon, Head over to www.dharmamoon.com and you can see an up-to-date list of our programming and all of our offerings. We give seasonal mindfulness meditation teacher trainings as well as a new Foundations of Mindfulness course for those of you who don't want to go all in on a teacher training but are interested in deepening your own practice and learning more about it. As always, we'd like to thank Corey and everyone at the Be Here Now Network and Melissa Mattern, our good friend and executive producer. That's a wrap for this episode, everybody. Thank you. May you be safe, healthy, happy, and at ease. All the best.